this is a President's Journal, a podcast in which I am going to touch on personal development, leadership and business. On the 23rd of July, we opened a beautiful store in Prague Galeria Harfa. And it would be nothing really extraordinary as we are opening dozens of stores uh, every year, uh, including a few stores in, in Czechia every year as well. But this store, however, is unique as it marks a real milestone of Starbucks Czechia as it is its uh, fifth, 50th store. Uh, and what an unbelievable story it is for a Czech team. Uh, and, uh, you know, 50 stores today, over 800 partners, six and a half million annual uh, customers uh, we are serving every day, every year in our store. And uh, I think today Czech is for us probably one of the highest, uh, one of the most penetrated market. Uh, so today we celebrate Czechia success and uh, I invited Lukas Porazil, our regional director uh, of uh, Starbucks Czechia and Slovakia. Uh, Lukas has been with Starbucks and Amres for 12 years already, amazing career as, uh, in, in the current position of the leader of the, of the region for over three years. Uh, however, started 12 years ago as assistant store manager in one of the stores in Prague and developed himself all the way through where he is today. So Lukas, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Mateusz. Thank you for invitation. It's a real pleasure to be part of your uh, podcast. Well, I, I had a really like deep thought back when you actually summarize all those numbers from uh, from Czechia. It, it really make you think back, right? Twelve years and 50, 50 stores. I I haven't been with Starbucks when we opened the first store in uh, in Malostranska. But later on, I had the pleasure to actually lead that store for four years. But, but still, 12 years, I mean, it's uh, amazing time. I must say, I'm still feeling that uh, I'm like a new in the, in, the, in the company because every day I'm meeting new people every day. I am uh, learning something new. So for me, it has been like an unbelievable journey. And uh, when we opened the 50th store, I just sit back and I just was thinking like, wow, what, what, a, what an achievement. And uh, then I start to think like, okay, what next, right? Because this is great milestone. That is an amazing and unbelievable amount of work behind from all the partners. But what next? What's going to be the next milestone? Where are we going to focus uh, right now? And uh, obviously, I have vision in my in my head, and I have my own milestones as well. But it's yeah, amazing. So maybe before we move to the future, uh, let's let's uh, get back to the history a bit. Do you remember what was your first memory when you joined Starbucks Czechia back in uh, June two thousand eight? Was it? Yes. So definitely my first memory to Starbucks was when I was going for the interview uh, to actually Malustranska. I've said this story, this story many times. I actually never wanted to work for Starbucks. For me, it was not a dream job. 
I for me it was like okay let's try it and uh, after few weeks I had a, another job interview but I woke up in the morning and I realized why I would be going for another interview if I'm so happy in in this work so yeah my, my first memory is in uh, Malostranska and then like my first memories behind the bar it's, it's from the airport when I started as an assistant store manager and one of the first memory was or is I'm never gonna be able to learn all those drinks and all those recipes <laughs> right because the guys were shouting the, the drinks just from the post to the bar there was the time when uh, the bar partner was writing uh, the cups uh, behind the bar, so you had to be able to uh, prepare your beverages, mark the cups uh, with all the codes, and also know all the recipes because there was no single time, minute to, to actually look at. So I thought, like, I'm never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we, we mentioned Malostranskie, which for those of who are listening to this podcast who don't know, Malostranskie was the not only the first store for Czechia, first Starbucks store in Czechia, but also the first store Starbucks store for Amrest, uh, because at that time Amrest uh, signed the agreement for free markets, uh, Czechia, Poland and Hungary. And uh, Prague, uh, Malostranskie was the first store we we opened and it was huge celebration. I remember this uh, until today as well. Uh, myself, uh, how emotional it was. Um, I had the pleasure to be uh, part of this uh, initial team uh, member and I was responsible for uh, preparing a, a co competitive landscape of our, of those free markets. And, you know, it was 2007 and the, the coffee market looked totally different than it looks today. So what do you do? How do you are remaking that? So the funny moment I remember was actually one month, two months after we uploaded this package for, for Starbucks Seattle, including this competitive analysis, then I, I went to Warsaw, I went to Nowy Świat. Nowy Świat is like the, one of the main streets in Warsaw, in the old town Warsaw. And then I saw all those brands which I googled in internet on the one street, you know. So if I could come back in time, I think I could really uh, go to this street, uh, make lots of pictures and, and, and make much better research than I did just on the internet because uh, the, the headquarters of Amres was in Wrocław. Warsaw was a little bit far away at that time, eight hours driving. So I didn't make an effort, but lots of memories and uh, I think lots of good emotions and pride that we brought this uh, beautiful brand to our cities, our, our countries. And uh, I remember that moment, how, how much it was a celebration. So so you, you didn't start in Malostranskie, yeah? which was the first store for, for Starbucks, but you joined Malostranskie approximately two years after you joined uh, uh, Starbucks. So what, how would you describe your first day in Malostranskie? Fear. I <laughs> definitely felt big fear that this is going to be very difficult because I was fresh new store manager taking over one of the biggest stores in Prague and uh, replacing store manager with a huge personality. Uh, and the whole team in Malostranska was uh, really looking up to this store manager. So I was coming there as, let's say, outsider and no one really knows me. And I really didn't know many of the people in, in Malostranske because Malostranske was always a little bit different store. 
they always call themselves Malogeng. <laughs> and that was that was very very difficult for me. So I really yeah, fear fear definitely is the memory of what I'm feeling or what I was feeling at the time. So two years after we started, Malostranski was still this flagship store, still the, the, the most prestigious store to, to work for and to be there, right? That's how they felt, the, the team there, the partners? The, they felt this way. Uh, we have opened, uh, in the meantime, uh, two, let's say, flagship stores. We have opened Old Town Square and we have opened Mustang, which they were competing with Malostranska about the flagship but no one can take from Malostranska being number one. And people really felt that. People really in Malostranska felt proud to, to work in that store. And you really can feel this pride uh, talking to them. And sometimes it was a very positive way, but always uh, also sometimes it was also, let's say, in a little bit arrogant way. Right? Hmm. We are the first store. So, so that was very difficult to actually come inside of this team and, and start to lead this team because uh, there was also time when they really didn't want to have me as a, as a store manager. So I remember actually one of the moments I said like, okay, I have to show them that I actually care about them. And uh, when I came uh, to partner room, there was a huge mess with the shoes, like shoes everywhere. Uh, I think there was like 50, 60 pairs of shoes uh, lying on the floor. So you can imagine how actually massive it was. So I decided that I'm going to build uh, for them the, the shelves for the shoes. And uh, I, I built it and a lot of partners were super happy that actually right now they don't have to look for their shoes when they come to work. And it was, I, I would say, one of the first moments when I start to winning, let's say, their attention and uh, their, let's say, start to think that, uh, okay, this guy might be not so bad. How many people you, you keep touch on still from Malostranske, partners, customers? Uh... Customers, I do time to time meet some of them in other stores. Uh, so, but uh, let's say regularly, I, I don't. And with the partners uh, through the social media, I am in touch uh, with few. Mm -hmm. right? Not not with all of them, but with few, I'm still in touch. I'm just thinking if someone still works from this time from Alostransky at Starbucks, but at the moment I am not able to think of of any. There is a lot of people who has started in the store, still work with uh, still work with Amrets, but uh, right now I cannot think about any other mm. let's say person. It's amazing. You were mentioning to me the other day that you are uh, going to actually spend the weekend with some of the former. Uh, Starbucks partners, uh, which you haven't seen for some while, but apparently you are keeping in touch. So is it? Uh, it's quite unique for for the Czech team that you are staying in touch. You know, even uh, if you if you don't work work directly anymore, uh, because I we don't see it. At least I I don't know it as as much to 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 such an extent in 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 uh, in the other countries. Yeah. I think this is 
would be actually one of the key success for the Czech market that uh, when we open the market, the market and the people really stays together. Yeah? Uh, most of the people knew each other. Uh, they were going uh, for parties on Saturday and, and uh, celebrating together a lot of events. So I think they actually really use the spirit of the brand to be together and that's actually I think we are still benefiting after 12 years of opening we are still benefiting from this until today even that today the brand is much bigger people really don't know each other but I think the spirit is it's still there and we probably keep it in the smaller groups so people in the stores are having this very friendly and I would say even family environment when they really care about about each other so yeah so you, you're touching very important aspect. Uh, so other than, than what you have just mentioned, the atmosphere, these connections you're creating internally, what else do you think, Lucas, is the, the key success factor for Starbucks Czechia? Because comparing your market with, with uh, some other markets, you it's definitely you are standing out as a very successful uh, business and very successful team. Uh, so, w- how would you d- describe this uh, success factors for for you guys? When you because you also travel, you also also meet and, and you were working also in Hungary, spent some time outside of Czechia in your career as well. So, what is so, why why Czechia is so successful? It's a very good questions. I've been asked many times this question. And I'm still thinking to, let's say, not to give the right answer, because, but to give, let's say, the most understandable answer that people can say, like, okay, I can apply this to, to my market, but it's probably impossible. I would start with the first, it's, first it's people, right? We have great people in most of the countries or in every country, uh, but Czech team definitely I would, if I would not mention people, I think uh, that would be a big mistake. So I would start with people. Second would be that uh, right at the beginning, uh, let's say we, we were a little bit arrogant as, as a brand uh, because Amrest at the time was running KFC in Czech Republic as well, very successful uh, brand as well. And there was coming a lot of things like do it like this do it like in kfc and at the time we were a little bit arrogant and we said like no we, we are starbucks we have to do it a different way so to keep the brand dna right from the beginning i think that was very important third factor i would probably mention that uh, as czech republic is not such a big country 10 million people with the capital prague which is let's say one one and a half million so we focused really on penetration of Prague and the build the brand in, in Prague. We, we went outside of Prague to Ostrava, which was a little bit too early, I would say. But then we really focused just on building Prague. And after when we start to go outside, the brand had a little bit stronger position and gave us a better opportunity for negotiation. So the business model outside of Prague was uh, it, it's working a little bit differently than in Prague because Prague is highly affected with the tourists, very high traffic stores. Outside of Prague, local stores are not so high traffic, so we had to a little bit adjust the business model. 
So I think the timing would be the, let's say, success factor as well. Mm. And if I'm thinking about something else, tourists. I mean, uh, mm. we are known brand and definitely tourists are helping us to actually, uh, let's say, grow the number of the transactions and uh, being, being successful. So I would say, let's say those four factors, if I would say, like, it's definitely, it, it's a people, it's the DNA of the brand, it is the, the timing, and the, and the last one are the tourists. And, and, and it looks, you know, that penetration in our, in our retail business uh, and, and this convenience business, which we are delivering, because we always say we are a people business, we just serve them coffee, uh, but we are part of people's daily routine. And in the, everywhere we go in those neighborhoods, we want to become uh, part of their life. Yeah. So, and you mentioned penetration. So like focusing on Prague from, from day one and, and making sure you are visible in Prague, you are everywhere where you should be. Any, any other, when you look at those 12 years, any, any important milestones you remember that was like a key in your in your history in your history of success because it was not so rosy at the beginning right first couple of years we the brand was not uh, making uh, money we were uh, having a very high cost we were, we were struggling at the very beginning so do you remember any anything which which you remember that was like a uh, very decisive moment for 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 Czechia that uh, led you all the way to where you are today It's a very good question. I mean, I definitely do remember the first three years when we were struggling uh, to make a positive cash flow. But I also do remember at the time Drew O'Malley, who was uh, brand president of, of Starbucks, how he was protecting us and he was very defensive to the, to the brand that even that we were not making the money, he was always standing uh, behind us. Mm. And who, who knows Drew? Drew is not the guy who would give you any excuses, right? He was a very tough guy. Spent five minutes with him. was always challenging because his questions were really deep into the roots. And you were really always amazed how knowledgeable he is about, about uh, every, every detail. But at that time... The fact that he gave us time to actually grow and to, to let's say, not to give us feel the big pressure, because I believe he had a huge pressure. I think it really helped us to really keep the brand DNA, what, which I, which I was mm. saying, saying before, really the essence what the brand is about, our mission. And I think that was the, the super important. If I'm thinking further about the milestone, where was the turnaround point? I think it was the point when we start to open more, more stores and the people really start to see us as, uh, as an expanding brand and uh, you know when you open one two stores in, in two years then you are not really let's say visible on the market but when we start to open five six I think we really show to the market that we are serious about the brand and about the penetration. Very interesting so yeah so so it was so crucial at the beginning to create the culture, yeah, the, the DNA of, of the brand, even though 
uh, we were not uh, in line with our financial expectations. Yeah, we, we did invest a little bit upfront uh, scale. We didn't have scale at the beginning. Uh, and I remember this from the other side because I was part of the investor relations at that time. And I was also dealing with media outside of Amrest how hermetic group you were as, as Starbucks partners. Yeah? This initial team which we hired, uh, you, you, it was hardly uh, visible that you, you, you feel also part of the bigger family as Amres. And that, that was my challenge, I remember, in, in interviews you, you guys were making. It was also visible that uh, you, you, you feel part of Starbucks, not necessarily, not necessarily part of the bigger family. And uh, so it was a process, it was a process, but it was interesting what you said that it was worth to invest in this culture to uh, not compromise on, on this, you know, the way we do business, the way we hire people, train them, develop them, because this is ultimately the biggest competitive advantage uh, of our brand versus the competition, right? It's easy to copy the product offer, it's easy to copy the design. Uh, even, you know, some logotypes are quite similar to, to Starbucks uh, logotypes uh, all around the world. But it's it's not easy to, to copy the, the culture, the DNA of the brand, which which is, you know, uh, takes lots of effort and, and time to to build together. Yeah? So you guys did it brilliantly in, in Czech. And uh, I think it's also like a big part of your of your success. You stay together, you stay close to your values. Um, and and uh, who Starbucks is, um, and that's that's also help you to. So it's a great foundation for for the for the future for the future uh, expansion. Yeah. I think if someone would count the amount of the training hours we have give at the beginning, how much time people have spent in the in the training center because we had this training center with store right there was a store built in the training center and how hard actually people were training it was like a, like a movie right so they actually went behind the bar half of the people were baristas half of the people were the customers and uh, uh, i remember still Peťa Kolářová who is actually still with us uh, in uh, in HR position, she was like a director. She was like, great, but let's do it again, right? Let's smile, let's, let's focus on the customer. Not, and I think actually this time, it's still, it's still paying back because I think it is still somehow in our DNA. So, so when you think about what's here and now, about today, landing where we are today, 50 stores, over 6.5 million customers we serve every day, 800 partners, and it's, it's growing, right? Every, every month, every year it's growing. What is for you and for the Czech team the biggest challenge going forward? I think right now the biggest challenge is for everyone to predict what the future is going to be, right? The environment has changed uh, right now. Customer behavior has also changed. People start to stay a little bit more at home. We see a little bit slowdown in traffic in our stores. So the biggest challenge definitely for me, okay, what next? What is the right decision right now to make to actually keep the brand going and being successful? Mm. That's, that's definitely the biggest. If I'm just thinking, you know, we, we have opened a lot of great stores in city centers, 
a lot of square meters, uh, great locations, high rent. But uh, let's say when the first market closure has come, all those stores were, were dead and uh, they are still, let's say, not performing up to the expectation. However, some of the locations which they, well, let's say before B locations right now became key locations for us. And I think it's a little bit showing us the trend where the customers are because right now we cannot really depend on the tourists. We are depending on the local people mm -hmm. and the local people, they lost the habit actually go to city center because it was before hijacked uh, with, the, with the tourists. And uh, I think it's not only Prague, but we see this in every city. We see this also in Bratislava, who we never considered as a, as a touristic, uh, touristic city. So right now it's actually to bring the right asset type with the right business model. That's one of the biggest uh, challenges uh, I see forward and uh, to move forward. Which is definitely uh, the biggest the biggest challenge and uh, we definitely need to wait a couple of more months to really understand the impact here yeah? because it's been only what three or four months when we are in this situation and normally we're used to to have uh, enormous amount of data which we could analyze and we we have it but uh, uh, i think you 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 really nail it saying that predicting how this is going to look forward this is the biggest challenge so we probably should be a little bit more patient uh, being proud of what we have done in the last couple of months the last couple of months were not really easy but we adjusted very well uh, you know and show lots of ag agility as well uh, however in terms of the next steps it's, it's i think it's the best strategy for us to be to wait a couple of more months to really understand our asset type the trade zones and so on that's what we are waiting for right now yeah but also i do believe uh no matter to what happens no matter to how this behaviors or routines of our people our customers who are living in our cities will change permanently and uh, one thing will not change that people will like to meet with each other yeah they, they need a space to spend time with the others, uh, sometimes work with the others, sometimes just have socialize or having fun with the others. And uh, my observation always is when, when I talk with partners in the store, I always say, hey, your customers are returning to you, those regulars, yeah, are returning to you because of you, uh, not necessarily because of this, you know, that location is convenient or design or, or, or coffees. Um, of course, we have great quality coffee, we have excellent design and we try to select beautiful locations and convenient locations for our customers. But the, the ultimate reason why they come back is really intangible. It's really you. So uh, your smile, the way you really welcome them and you, you make their day, uh, it, it's so important. They can, they can forgive you, you know, that you forget about milk to their coffee. They can forgive you maybe uh, that the music was switched off for a couple of minutes, uh, but... Um, if you will have this, you know, positive energy and smile, because that's what they are waiting for. They they want to be uh, inspired by you, uh, by this little short moment of just talking with you, having have a quick chat with you. So th this thing will not change because we always will be missing that. And that's when I speak with the others, you know, we have this video conference right now. I mean, Lucas is sitting in Prague. I'm sitting in Gdynia in Poland. 
and we talk on the computer. That's what we have been working for a long time, last couple of months. But uh, nothing will replace this physicality. Yeah. So this phys- physical presence in 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 and, and meeting the person uh, um, physically as well, uh, because it's it's something we are we are uh, born to do as as a human beings as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean this is definitely the hygiene factor for our brand. Yeah, the customer connection has been always our competitive advantage, and uh, we need to keep it. We need to elevate it into the level that really people will recognize us uh, for this. I think we really right now see some of the stores, local stores, doing fantastic because exactly what you just said that uh, people coming back because of the team there yeah there is a saying come for coffee stay for people something uh, which uh, has been working before and i believe it's going to work uh, after as well so this is the end of the first part of my conversation with lukas porazil regional director for starbucks czechia and slovakia We have celebrated today uh, the real milestone for Starbucks Czechia, the 50th opening, uh, 50 stores in Czechia. Uh, In the second part of the conversation, which we are going to publish in a separate podcast in approximately one week time, we are going to uh, focus a bit on Lukas and uh, his story, uh, his leadership, uh, his uh, the way he developed himself all the way to where he is today. So stay tuned, it's gonna be super interesting for all of you and I'm looking forward to catch up with you on the next one.